0: facebook and youtube at untitled wrestling podcast twitter twitch and discord at untitled rest pod
1: hello yes this is the untitled wrestling podcast i don't know why i did that like dan um
0: (laughs) we are here for a bumper
1: episode of the untitled wrestling podcast nxt uk review because we couldn't record it last week so we're recording two weeks as one boom shakalaka boom shakalaka and it was a very very eventful episode as well how are you mate i'm good also I'm Jay joined by Troy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, very evaluate. Clearly, episode. I'm not
1: apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be covering the episode from the 9th of December and the 16th of December. However, before we do that, I have got some tidbits for you. Yes. Yes, I have. Um good pardon? Have you a pal, I, I? I pal, I have. I haven't got any birthdays for. We're going to do nineteenth and the twentieth. So at time of recording, that's uh, yesterday, Sunday the nineteenth, and today, Monday the twentieth. I don't see any birthdays that stand out, or at least names that I recognise. So we will go straight to uh, the pay per views.
1: There's two there. There's Reggie. is Reggie White, I think it is. No, I don't think it is actually. Never mind. There's not Reggie White. There's Eric Watts though. Um, I don't know who that is. Son of Bill Watts. He was part of Techno Team 2000.
0: Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's like doing an episode with Aaron. He,
1: he's he like, likes to he bring like, that up nearly every week. He was like literally the uh, biggest example of nepotism I can think in WWE. <laughs> well, in wrestling in general. Right. Is that it? And, I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> you said bits then.
0: Right uh so we'll go all the way back to the year of 1999 at the verizon center in washington dc the d- the dying days of wcw where they presented cage 1999 um th- this was a fucking massive card and not all of it good um in fact i don't think any of it was good uh, but first match big Vito and johnny the bull defeated disco inferno and lash larue uh in a match for the WCW Cruiserweight Champion. That got three and a half stars. That was that was the highest ranking match on this card.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, Medusa defeated Evan Karagius. Uh courageous. To, courage- oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. a Greek surname, <laughs> um, to become the new Cruiserweight Champion. For the WCW United States title and WCW World Television title, Norman Smiley defeated Meng. Um,
1: Norman Smiley doesn't ever defeat Haku, but let's be real now. <laughs> let's be real now. Norman Smiley never beat Haku, did he? Come on, ha- come on. Ha-
0: Haku was feeling generous that day. <laughs> Uh, special guest commentator for an eight-man tag uh, was Shane Douglas. The team of uh, Asya, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Shane Douglas, who was also in the match, apparently, uh, defeat the team of Jim Duggan, Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, and Rick Steiner. Um, that got negative that got negative one star. Jesus. <laughs> uh, no DQ match. Oh, sorry, no. It... Wasn't an ODQ match, but Vampiro defeated by disqualification. Look
1: at that, uh, Steve look at Williams. I'm on these fucking matches. Jesus, what?
0: Four five minutes. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. Fuck my um, life. Then in a match immediately after, Vampiro defeated Oklahoma uh, in two minutes fifty-two. Uh, that got minus one and a quarter star. <laughs> in a six-person tag, Kurt Hennig, Gerald, and Patrick beat Booker T, Midnight, and Stevie Ray. In a bunkhouse brawl match, Jeff Jarrett defeated Dustin Rhodes. Um, Diamond Dallas Page defeated David Flair in a crowbar match. Sting defeated by disqualification Lex Luger. Kevin Nash defeated Sid Vicious in a powerbomb match. Chris Benoit defeated Jeff Jarrett in a ladder match for the United States Championship.
1: Say again. I remember that that match being okay.
0: Yeah, that was the highest... uh, Oh, yeah, four stars I, for that one. Four stars. Yeah. The the first one got three and a quarter, not four. Um, and then in the main event for the WCW World Heavyweight title, Bret Hart defeated Goldberg by submission in a no-disqualification match. Um, if I remember correctly, this was also the match where Goldberg essentially ended Bret Hart's career um, with a fairly nasty kick, uh, which caused a severe concussion. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. not a nice one that's it yeah not a nice one uh we'll move on we'll get to 2009 uh in the manhattan center of new york ring of honor presents a final battle in a dark match andy ridge defeated alex payne then in the opening match a four corner survival claudio casignoli aka uh, cesaro defeated colt cabana kenny uh, kenny king and ret titus Bison Smith and Eric Stevens defeated Bobby Dempsey and Delirious. In a Fight Without Honor match, Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Hero. Bet that I fucked. Yeah, man. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson defeated El Generico, aka Sami Zayn and Kevin Steen, aka whoa, Kevin whoa, Owens. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. There's no proof that Sami Zayn's El Generico. <laughs> El Generico. El Generico died in Mexico looking after the orphans.
0: In fairness, you've never seen him in the same room. So. Exactly. <laughs> Kenny King defeated Roderick Strong. Rocky Romero defeated Alex Kozlov. Jay and Mark Briscoe, the Briscoes, defeated Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Uh, to, become, yep, to become the new Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Um, in a match oh with Julius Smokes, a special guest referee, Jack Evans defeated Teddy Hart. And in the <laughs> main event, um, in a 60-minute oh, a time limit draw for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight title Austin Aries retained against Tyler Black
1: that was when the former Seth Rollins or the, sorry the future Seth Rollins should have won um the ROH title Oh, really but they held off a little bit too long like Xenonex sh- tend to do
0: mm. uh moving on 20th of December uh again no notable birthdays at least that Spring up in my face. Uh, I did. I did see, sorry
1: um, Yeah, Gran from um, from from Shikara.
0: Okay, cool. I am going to take you. Oh, for...
1: and Armando Alejandro Estrada.
0: Oh, wasn't that Umaga's Umaga's manager? That was it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go Umaga. back to 2009 in the Impact Zone, Orlando, Florida. TNA presents Final Resolution. In the opening match for the TNA World Tag Team Titles, Brutus Magnus and Doug Williams retained by beating Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. For the TNA Knockouts Championship, Tara defeated ODB uh, to become the new champion. In a Feast or Fired Battle Royale, Kevin Nash, Rob Terry, Samara Joe, Sheik Abdul Bashir defeated Cody Dina, Consequences Creed, Eric Young, Homicide, James Storm, Jay Lethal, Uh, Kiyoshi and Robert Roode.
1: Fucking Consequences Creed popping up there. Little Xavier Woods for the boys. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, In an eight-person tag elimination, uh, D'Angelo, De Niro, Hernandez, Matt Morgan and Suicide defeated the team of Brother Devon, Brother Ray, Jesse Neal and Rhino. In a last-man-standing match, Bobby Lashley defeated by TKO Scott Steiner. In a Foley's House of Fun match, Abyss and Mick Foley defeated Dr. Steve and Raven in a Three Degrees of Pain match. God, they love their stipulations. Uh, Kurt Angle defeated Desmond Wolfe. And in the main event for the TNA World Heavyweight. Three he-
1: Degrees of Pain was uh, Three Stages of Hell. Three Stages of Hell.
0: Yeah, it sounds about right. Yep, for the TNA World Heavyweight title, AJ Styles retained by beating uh, Daniels by pinfall. I'm assuming Daniels is Christopher Daniels?
1: Christopher Daniels, when he took his name away one time
0: for reasons just don't worry about it cool 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 uh, and final alamont signal the 20th of december in 2019 from the globe theater in los angeles california pwg presents the makings of a varsity athlete opening match orange cassidy defeating tony Deppen. mick moretti defeated paris de silva david starr defeated jd drake blake christian <laughs> defeated jake atlas Uh Aramis and Ray Horace defeated Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Jonathan Gresham defeated David Starr. And in David
1: Starr do double duty, fuck off.
0: (laughs) In the main event for the PWG World Heavyweight Championship, Bandito lost to sorry, Bandito defeated Jeff Cobb to become the new PWG champion. Nice. Nice.
1: Longest reigning because pandemic.
0: Aye um that is all of my tidbits did you have anything else mate
1: there's another pwg show but i'll say what's next year all right then. there's also <laughs> there was also rinka king which big tasty. yeah right, ang- i
0: saw that there's a couple of tv tapings i left them out because there were like two big, matches on each one
1: big tasty would be angry if we didn't address them but <laughs> is Sheikh mustafa Bashir Arya davari
0: don't read them out
1: <laughs> yes it is i <laughs> was just just because i just saw that um Sheikh Ab- Abdul Bashir, AK Davari, a.k.a. Dubai. <laughs> um had a match against Bulldog Heart and Chapo Guerrero, but he was tagged with a uh, Sheik Mustafa ba- Bashir. I was like, that- that's gotta that's gotta be Arya Davari, surely. And it is actual Arya Davari. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: will take on me though. Um yeah, shall we uh, get into some NXT UK? So we have got two man. weeks worth to cover. Yeah, man. So I'll do the first one, you do the second one. Mm-hmm. Um. So the show opens with Blair Davenport versus Amelia McKenzie. This was quite heavily teased the week prior. Yeah. Um. Obviously going forward into Blair Davenport eventually facing Miko Satamora. Um. Very back and forth early on. Um. Uh, Amelia sort of like keeps Blair on her toes, and then Blair hits like a nasty looking arm drag, real talk on it, and hmm. she kicks shit out of her back bollies well, are back um, to take control uh, a little bit later on in the match. Amelia almost upsets Davenport with a backdrop driver um, and follows that up with a spear. Uh, another close uh, near fall. Um, Blair goes for the Falcon Arrow. Amelia reverses it into a German really, really nice spot. Mm. She goes for that, like it's almost like the buckshot lariat, isn't it? But she does it like over the top rope, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah.
0: It's like a buckshot and, spear,
1: yeah, and yeah. um. Blair like meets her with a V trigger and then hits the Falcon Arrow for the win. Um, not very long match, but it was pretty good. Um, uh, it served
0: its purpose. It was it was there to kind yeah, of go fill in whilst yeah whilst Mako's away. Um, as you say, they've kind of been telegraphing this for a couple of weeks now. Um, I think Mackenzie had a really really good showing. Um, shows she's yes. kind of growing and improving with every match. I mean, she was great before she came in. Um, mm-hmm. obviously kind of adjusting to that WWE style, if you like, and and whatnot. Um. Yeah, it, it's one of those kind of, and we say it often, certainly with Benex the UK, but one of those strong in defeat kind of matches. Um, I don't think this hurts her too much, really. Yeah. Uh,
1: after the match, Blair locks in an STF and looks down the camera and calls out Mako and says she's the Ichiban Gaija Jin, which means best foreigner.
0: Best foreigner, number one, um, number one foreigner.
1: Because, you know, she was in Japan for a bit. Yeah. Really, really leaning into that, like they tried <laughs> to do with uh, Baller and AJ for a bit. I just forgot all about it. I mean, um, they've,
0: they've got Davenport using fucking Abushi's and Kenny's finishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you fucking lean into it anymore.
1: <laughs> and, and she does now, she's using the Falcon Arrow as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just you wait. Fucking we'll get a surprise. And they'll, they'll have a bust out of Rainmaker. She'll beat maker with just one.
1: Just one. <laughs> See, well, it's funny you say that because if you've seen in a day one advert, birthday, all just. Just,
0: just, just one. One. They've been listening to the podcast.
1: Bringing bringing up a uh, Blair Davenport, other half <laughs> he died by just, just one,
0: just one, just the one. Um, oh, they do can't. announce that at some point in the show, don't they? Was it this one? Or was it a week after they announced Blair Davenport and Mako for like three weeks time?
1: Uh, it was the other one. Ah, because okay. they did the the video package, but which, it, it was it was always coming. We always did.
0: which is mental because they've already filmed that, and I will tell you why because I've seen it. That's how long they hold what off before they put it on.
1: No spoilers, and that was a month
0: bro. ago. That I saw. Oh, no, of course not. But, like, they yeah, filmed I, that a month ago, and now they're not showing it for another three weeks. So it's the better part
1: of two months. They're doing the, um, the Christmas special episode that's just mainly video packages and yeah. recaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, it's like their year-end award show. Yeah. And they have Dave Master dressed up as Santa, because everyone loves that. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, we then see uh, Noam Dar and Shah Samuels, a... Uh, talking outside Scala's office and Noam's like, just don't don't shout him, don't shout him, he's the boss. Like, don't want to get us get in trouble. Um, Assistant
0: to the boss.
1: Yeah. And then Dar, uh, like, requests that, um requested Sid Scala thanks him for all the work he's put in as the Heritage Cup champion. Um, he says that a and Nathan Fraser are going to have a number one contenders match. And then Sha just starts screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what did I say? <laughs> um, and yeah, then um get a little quick little recap of um, Rampage and Ilya. And it says, they say, interestingly, that Rampage went AWOL after his match with Ilya. Air refused treatments.
0: Now, I've written this down. Was it an injury? Was it a work? Because I, I was there for the be- match and they threw up the X, which I they never show on the replays. They never showed that and they never showed it in the televised if, match.
1: I think if they threw up the X, it would have been an injury. Because like uh, normally, gone. normally if it's not an injury, they won't throw up the X. Because the the, the X is like the way to kind of like say to backstage, this is an actual injury. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Whereas if they were doing an injury angle, they wouldn't have threw up the X. They would have just like called for someone to come from the back to treat rampage. Right,
0: but it's weird uh, the way that they're playing this off, though.
1: I think I think they're basically just making an angle out of it.
0: Just lean into it a bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fair I enough. think. It's like um, the Becky Lynch, Nia Jackson thing, where she, she broke and legitimately broke her nose.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then they made an angle out of it. Mm. Um, Yeah, but well, it was interesting. Rampage was obviously, like, refusing. he's refusing to talk to anyone. He's telling them to fuck off. Stuck his <laughs> like,
0: finger up, didn't he? And they blurred it yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and you see him mouth fuck off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck off.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, they just say... He, he's not returned any calls to NXT UK He's he's gone he's basically gone missing um, and so I think he's probably going to come and do a murder on Ilya at some point yeah when he's when he's cleared because he, if it's a head injury it might genuinely be a concussion mm-hmm. um, and yeah then we see a Zia Brookside getting asked we, she, she's having a go with the referee isn't she yeah um, and like she says that she only she's like Gets asked about it and she's like, How dare you embarrass me in front of my friends? I only had one week and starts like moaning and crying about it.
0: I love the way she <laughs> says that. How dare you embarrass in front of friends and then they all fuck off <laughs> and they all walk off
1: awkwardly. Yeah, like you just look behind and go, Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Um, and then she turns around and like walks off in a huff. Um, this kind of like spoiled brat gimmick in do doing it for me.
0: Nah, it's not. I think
1: it's. I don't not mind
0: really. the gimmick. I just don't think it's executed very well. And I think a lot of that just comes down to the way that she's trying to portray it. Like it feels really forced.
1: Yeah. That, that's, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like it's uh, just not really working.
0: Cause they, they, they could do this justice. They could, they could go, they could lean into the fact that she is. They're basically ecstatic. trying to make Zion Nina Samuels without using Nina Samuels. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. It's just it's not really landing for me, to be honest.
1: No, me either. Um well yeah, they, they might they might pull off. She just needs to I think she just needs time to improve, doesn't she? Yeah. And get into the role because she's she's a little bit wooden at the moment. Mm. She's not the best of actors. Um mm. but yeah. Anyway, um, next out we get Jordan Devlin, uh, the Irish ace. He, uh, this was Fucking awesome promo! I was
0: there for this promo and it was fucking solid. I loved every every second of this.
1: Yeah. So he says he's the longest reigning cruiserweight champion and refers to himself as the ace. And then he says it's time to focus on something else, and that's the NXT UK Championship. Calls out Ilya. Ilya says to Devlin, like he answers him pretty much immediately. He says to Devlin, "You only need to ask." Um, and Devlin says that they, I know you've defended against good, honourable men. I'm none of those things. I don't respect this ring. I just come in for a payday. Yeah.
0: Um, I like the way he kind of semi-referenced Walter. is like, because, yeah. well, he kind of referenced everyone. He was like, oh, you know, this, that. And he said something about, like, I can't remember if it was ring generals or generals or he's like, and, you know, he said the mat, about the matter sacred. People who think the matter is sacred.
1: That's it. Yeah. Um, and then he, said, he says about, like, how um, he only needs one chance, not just to take the belt off failure, really, but to end his career. And then he go like, Ilias like, I'm prepared for everything. Whatever you bring up, it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm ready for you. And then Devlin just takes it super personal and brings up Ilias' wife and his son. And he goes, what's his name again? Constantine? Constantine, yeah. And Ilias just like, you can see Ilya starting to like go back to fucking murder punch Ilya. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, are you going to be able to look your son Constantine in the eyes when he's got to find out why he's got to take care of his dad for for his life?
0: Oof. Oh, I feel like
1: snaps and like tries to beat the shit out of Devlin. Fucking out Devlin
0: bringing all the spice. We get,
1: we get a pull apart, and it's like, oh yeah, that that match is going to be so fucking stiff yeah, when it happens.
0: I can't wait for that. Jordan's yeah. a fucking. Jordan's just fire, absolute fire. So good to watch, whether it's in ring or on the microphone. Like just fucking superb.
1: He feels like the first person who actually feels like a credible threat to earlier as well.
0: Yeah,
1: and I feel like that's been by design the way they've kind of kept them separately. In yeah, they've kept him quite separate from like that title picture. Like mm. you could have argued that he could, could have be been first put in, in line that,
0: after the cruiserweight championship.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you could have been argued you could have argued that he could have been put on either either title picture like the cup bowler Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool that um Fanny had been put in this and it's I'd say it's gonna be a very, very good match. Yeah, man. Um up next we get Amel talking about uh this this was quite an interesting promo, really, because it was it was it dived very deep into kind of a melt background, like mm. she was talking about how
0: she used to be a teacher. Yeah. Didn't know that.
1: She was talking about how Amel is Arabic for hope mm. and her parents were arab immigrants in france i believe it was
0: Are they like moroccan like french moroccan, moroccan. or something yeah, yeah
1: yeah um it's not arabic at all um <laughs> i just remember <laughs> that bit. i'm i i did not write much notes on this because it was it was weird it kind of threw me in the whole i was really oh interested. it did it was,
0: superb. It was really really yeah. nice and really she got,
1: like really emotional talking about like fighting for her dreams and defying people's expectations of it because they I go was, through
0: like, like her turning up to a triad was it like a triad in germany or something like that yeah she was told by people she couldn't do it like that. That typical kind of, oh, you know, I faced adversary and mm. people said I couldn't do it. But this was really nice, like really heartfelt, like really, really well I, shot, like leaned a lot they, into her background.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, it, well, obviously this is a face turn for Mel. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But like, what a face turn. Like she's, I I think she's fantastic. Like
0: yeah,
1: some of the matches she's had in recent months, like the one with Mako in particular was really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, um, she's awesome. She's really, really good.
1: And I'm hoping this means that she's going to get used a bit more. Yeah, I'd like to a, so. kind, of, kind of like a renewed push. Like, um, obviously, whenever Mako drops the title, I feel like Amel should be, like, one of the first challenges for mm. whoever takes it off her.
0: Yeah. If, if not, not the, the person team, to take it off her. To take <laughs> yeah. it off her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, she, she's very good. And also, she's WXW Women's Champion at the moment as so. well. She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, already a champion. Um, but yeah, this this was very, very good. Uh, very different from anything we've really seen before. Mm. And it felt very real as well, like where they're getting emotional. Yeah. Like it, it felt really kind of a very pure promo. Yeah. Um,
0: and she's like really in the promo, like really talking at you as the viewer. It wasn't like in interviews. You wasn't talking to someone yeah, off camera. It, it felt like she was having camera. a
1: conversation with the person.
0: Yeah.
1: Watching yeah. as opposed to cutting a promo for a wrestling show. Mm. That which really why, one shot. why I didn't take many notes. Cause it really took me out of kind of, yeah. <laughs> out of that. I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get Kenny Williams eating. Nope. What the fuck was he eating? It was chips, but the lighting of it made it look like it was raw meat.
0: It looked pink, didn't it? I thought it was, yeah. like, you know, those little shrimp-like sweets you get. It looked like a bag of those.
1: Yeah, no, because it was chips. Because like one time when he like actually ate it, you could see it was an act- you could see it was a chip. Ah. Uh, um, but-
0: the way they fucking graded the color on this made it look really, really weird. And I've noticed a few times they've done that, like they've almost oversaturated stuff, and it
1: just. I think that I think that's by design because he's meant to be like a scummy cockroach and. If they can oversaturate chips, a look like raw meat. Fair play to them. <laughs> um can we
0: not just having eating a raw steak in that case then? As opposed to like, nondescript pink chips.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, he basically says that Mark Andrews is a pretender. And uh, he's... what is it? What does he say? Something like the the ear of scum is beginning or something like that.
0: Can, can he wait?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just as i say they've just turned kenny williams into the body from men in black one haven't they (laughs) that's all he is yep um and then that leads us to our second match there was a lot of a lot of like kind of vignettes and backstage stuff to pad this out
0: it makes sense i guess like going into like christmas new year and they kind of like Mm. a refresh of a feuds or new ones sort of thing so this is almost like not necessarily tying up loose ends but like starting the building blocks and stuff a bit more character development like so we mm-hmm. get the Amel kind of face turn as a character development of that. Obviously, Kenny Williams going after Mark Andrews, and we're getting the build to that. Um, we've got everything like on um and, and Raja and and Dempsey and stuff, yeah. and a few other little backstage segments. So yeah, it feels like it's kind of building yeah. some 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 fresh rivalries and character turns.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, it takes us to Sha Samuels versus Sam Gradwell. For those who don't remember, they reminded us by saying, uh Sam Gradwell was four thousand to one to win this match, and it was yeah. a mugs bet." So he put it. Then he put a tenner on it.
0: Put tenner on it. aye.
1: So he's base. So Sha Samuels uh, would have to own forty grand if he wins this match, essentially, plus his tenner back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he go. They go on about as well, like on commentary, as Sha's out and go, Oh yeah, he used to be a butcher, but uh, I didn't think he was a bookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, had no
0: formal training <laughs> no. <laughs> and
1: then, uh, the match itself uh, Shark just starts off trying to play mind games with Gradwell um, they like this is cool Like so Dar was in his corner and he was like he kept going back to Dar and Dar just turned around at one point he was like go for his leg go for his leg yeah, um, yeah. Like, Shark targets the leg um, Gradwell just blocks it and just beats the shit out of him and <laughs> um, for the lo- longest part in this match, Gradwell was just overpowering Char, yeah. Um, It's a really cool looking dive off the apron, um, like a shoulder block. Um, and then that leads to a brawl outside where Shaw eventually takes control. Um, in the, back in the ring, Shaw goes to whip Gradwell with his braces. Um, and as the refs kind of like arguing with Shah, taking them away, Gradwell grabs Shah's scarf and wraps it around his neck and starts is- feigning Excellent. <laughs> this was really good shitbaggery. Um, he starts fainting, getting choked, and then Dar goes to like get the scarf off him. And as he as he goes to grab it, the ref turns around, like, starts yelling at Dar. Um Gradwell and low blows, Sha and hits the cradle shot for
0: the win. Nice. I
1: was um, a big
0: fan of that. Big fan of that. It's kind of yeah. they feel like they're turning Gradwell face, and they definitely are. But it's almost like don't forget, he can still be a bit of an underhand shitbag. And the thing is, it, when he knows he's up against it, against two shitbags that will do anything to win, yeah. he has to kind of lower himself to their level. I like that.
1: Yeah. If it feels like he's he's not really changed his character much. It's just more like he's a bit more like lovable now. Yeah. Because he's against more detestable heels. That's it. <laughs> um, speaking of detestable heels, we got a Gallus promo. I've just put meh for this.
0: Oh, okay
1: i'm not into I, it at all
0: i love the way it was shot i think the way it, it, was, shot, it was really cool. really good i'm um, just
1: not into the fact that they've tried they're trying to make gallus out to be some like crime family all of a sudden
0: yeah that's that's the only thing that i've said like well no they're
1: trying to turn gallus into a guy richie film and it's just not working
0: <laughs> that's, so, yeah that's a great summary of it
1: like the like the vignette where they were like driving and then the. the um, police put them over. The police started like chasing them and they just bom- bombed it off. And then that's it. They were talking about doing a job and they had like a briefcase and they, like it's like make your fucking mind up. One minute you're like doing an underground fight club, the next you're doing it, you're just in a pub. Mm. What is it? Like, and then they're talking about other crime families. It's like <laughs> you're meant to be the faces here, and you really just I just don't care for you. Mm.
0: Yeah, they they Feel like they haven't made their mind up quite on what they want them to be and it feels like the only reason they're kind of leaning into this being or rather them being this kind of like firm mob crime thing is because they're currently feuding with the family and i mean they're not even put across necessarily as like a crime mob thing they're more like a kind of like a cult like a family they're more like
1: a secret society yeah yeah so but they if, have got it, they have got like a sort of like mafia style thing, kind of.
0: But I, that doesn't mean that whoever you're putting them up against has to be the same thing because then you're making them as bad as them. And as you say, if Gallus are meant to be the faces heading into this, why are you making them on that same level? Where I, I
1: cheer in the family more than Gallus in this,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just because nicely it, shot, though, really nicely shot, yeah, it was, it was big well kudos got. on that,
1: really well yeah. shot, yeah. And it's the same with the, the family stuff as well. But at the same time, I just don't give a shit. Just, yeah. I'm so bored of Gallus, like they're just there, aren't they?
0: Yeah.
1: Um and then get a hype video for Aikid versus Fraser for next week for the number one contenders match.
0: Hype, 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 hype. Yeah, yes, this, is, this
1: is good. Um it was it's weird because like they really we, we spoke about this before, they really sell Nathan Fraser short, don't they? Massively. Like, they act like he's got no experience. And it's like, well, he's got less experience, but he's...
0: He's just as good.
1: He's been there a year and he's fantastic. Like, you probably should start, like, stop acting like he's, like, a rookie and start acting like he's actually, like, a credible, like...
0: Well, he came in with, like... Because the thing is, came in with all this pomp and circumstance and they aren't shy in mentioning that, oh, he's one of Seth Rollins' protege's, like he trains he's trained there yeah. he comes out in his fucking branded gear from there so stop making out like he's a rookie like because when he came in there was all of this oh he's massive like big free agent yeah. and now it's almost like you've you've sort of reset him and you're acting like he's kind of this up newcomer and he's evidently not and it, it's weird how they kind of sell him it's like Visually, they're treating him as this kind of like up and newcomer. And then in the ring, it's like, oh, he looks pretty seasoned. He looks like he knows what he's doing. So you're like, well, if you want to portray him as this kind of rookie, tone down what he does in the ring because what he does in the ring makes it look like he's been wrestling for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Or just lean into that and just not strap the rocket to him, but treat him like an established star. Like, yes, he may be new to the NXT UK, but he knows what he's doing.
1: I feel like he could have quite easily been like positioned much much higher up the card. Like, yeah. but they could have put him as one of Ilya's just like middle of the road challenges that he has. Yeah, could have put him in the like. Obviously, we'll go into the Heritage Cup stuff after this next match. But they they could have they could have put him as like a challenger for Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup maybe maybe will down the line but
0: um i i obviously based on what i saw at the tapings i feel there's something else in the pipeline but we'll see whenever they decide to air that okay but I, cool. I don't know if if there is something else in the pipeline based on that they're going a really weird way of kind of building up to that
1: yeah that's what i mean like it it's it's it just I, it doesn't really make sense to me like the no. way that are train them. Yeah. um especially because they literally had him go the limit with Jordan Devlin on his first match. Hmm. yeah. And that in itself was like, well, OK, that that's. That 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 should be the, that should be how you're, you're setting for him. Yeah, no. Oh, no. he's had this All
0: really good like debut match and now we're just going to go, whoop. OK, you can, yeah, you can sit down here and it's not even every, like that having in your head. Every
1: time he has a match, it's, it's always entertaining.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, if you're in far between, they're not mm. having him on TV every week or even every other week. Like there was a phase where it was just like, is he still signed to them? Because he yeah. hadn't seen him on TV for a couple of months. And then he was backstage like, Oh, yeah, oh I'm I'm really hungry for competition. Oh, I wanna fight Mark Andrews. And then he had that, and then he disappeared again for a bit. It's just it's yeah. very, very odd booking. Which is a it, shame because he's he's more than capable and, and should be positioned a lot higher than than he currently yeah. is or has been.
1: It is hoping that like 2022 is a much better year for him yeah especially as well like when you think when he was signed and he'd done like that little kind of tour of like the us like not even he's on dark for a
0: bit wasn't he didn't he face he
1: he had one match on dark against um lee johnson yeah which was amazing like really good match Mm. um he had the match on an episode of dynamite against scorpio sky which was just as good
0: Mm.
1: he had a match on in impact against chris saban like he was he was doing the rounds. He was, meant to, he was meant to be on an indie show against um, Alex Shelley, and it didn't happen. But yeah, long and short of it, I feel like they can do a lot more with Nathan Fraser,
0: and
1: yeah, definitely should next year. Um, and that leads us to the main event, which was Mustache Mountain versus Pretty Deadly Two.
0: Poor the boy, NXT electric UK boogaloo
1: Tag Team Championships, um, and yeah, this was this was good, wasn't it? Um, it was.
0: It, it it was never not going to be good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's always going to be good. Um, but, yeah, um, so we got got, um, starts off, chain wrestling from Tyler and Stoker. Uh, very sort of, like, very, very much Tyler having the match in control, really. Mm. Uh, and Trent throws um, throws Howley off the ring. Stoker catches him on his shoulders and walks around, like, <laughs> parading him on his shoulders, shouting, yes, boy! yeah um, <laughs> And it, this is how pretty deadly take control. So, like, they do, like, a fake tag on the outside and the ref's like, you can't do that, you can't do that. Stoker tries to get in the ring and Harley just goes up behind Trent and gives him a dead leg. Um, shit bag, Absolute
0: shit bag move.
1: Scumbag move. <laughs> um, mustache mountain isolate Harley. Um, after a while, uh, Trent goes for, like, the fake DDT and Stoker, like, saves Harley by grabbing his arm and then that leads pretty deadly to double team and Trent on the floor. Mm. Um, Stoker... Uh, at one point chop blocks Trent off the top rope as well.
0: Oh that and was Trent, a nasty landing. Awful tumble. That was a vicious yeah. landing.
1: Yeah. Um and then they just they just keep Trent isolated for the for a large part of the match there. Um
0: it's basically just to build up to that hot tag, which is what yeah. they tend to do like most mustache mountain uh, matches feature yeah. that.
1: Yeah uh, Tyler gets a hot tag, a uh, pair of exploders on each member, um hits a run shooting Star press. And then um he goes to Tyler driver on uh, Harley. Harley reverses it, uh, blocks the Liger kick from Tyler, and then Tyler manages to like just Tyler driver him. Uh, and Harley kicks out, which really surprised me actually. Yeah, um,
0: it's a pretty protected move, isn't
1: it? It yeah, it doesn't, it's very protected, yeah. Um and then um you can see like doubt creeping into Tyler's mind as well mm. from the kick out um Pretty deadly. Hit a really nice looking pop-up gut buster.
0: That was awesome. On That's Tyler. Really, really good. Yeah. I like that. Um, and
1: then they go for Mustache Mountain's finisher. Bastards. Like a rebound clothesline into the Dragons' <laughs> duplex. Um, and Tyler, But Tyler manages to dodge it. Uh, hits a big lariat on uh, Howley. And um, after Howley accidentally uh, clotheslines uh, Stoker. Um and then get Trent tagging in, uh, hot tag firing up. Uh, it's a backdrop and a DDT combo and then hits the seven star Larry for two again. Another protector move. Yep, yep. Doing the Lord's work pretty deadly. Um, <laughs> Stoker blind tags and um, kicks seven out the ring. Um, and then they get spilled milk. Tyler breaks it up in like 2.9.
0: That was mad. It um, came from out of nowhere because they, they took him off the apron, didn't they? And then they hit it and you thought, oh, he's done and yeah. dusted outside and then suddenly just, again, like good camera angle, couldn't see him coming at all. They were really tight in on the pin and then just like...
1: Well, <laughs> you could see him on the shot when they hit Spilled Milk and he was like outside, but like miles away from the ring. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, like really quick mm. um, save. Uh, he hits uh, Stoker with bop and bang and then goes for a dive. Um, Pretty deadly deadly catch him and hit spilled milk on him on the outside, and that takes Tyler off the match for, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um pretty deadly hit that uh, like vault and lung blower thing, like rebounding off the back of yeah. um, like Stoker rebounds off the back of Howley. Um and then po uh, power bombs Trent. Uh, Trent kicks out. Yeah. Um didn't he go the powerbomb was, was it on the
0: knee?
1: Didn't
0: he have his thing he have his knees the up and
1: them onto any, like the deadlift and then dropped them
0: onto the knees that was it yeah
1: um and then uh Harley goes to bring the belt in uh the referee takes it off him and as he's like sending them one belt back Harley throws in the other <laughs> uh Stoker hits Trent with the belt and Trent kicks out of that
0: I thought that well everyone did that should have been it
1: yeah um pretty deadly then go for a super spilled milk um Trent manages to break out of it and hit a dragon suplex and a, a super kick onto Howley. Uh, Tyler tries to kind of break it up as well, but then gets a like, kick back to the floor. Hmm. Uh, he tags himself, tags in, he hits a Liger kick and a Tyler driver on Harley. Trent then hits a Birmingham hammer on Stoker onto Howley and uh, Tyler hits a spiral tap on the pair of them to pick up the win.
0: Boom, what a um, finish.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got one issue with it. Go on. To, and,
0: you, you didn't want Mustache Martin to win.
1: Well, no, I, I didn't want Mustache Mountain to win. I wanted Pretty Deadly to hold it a little longer. Um, also, my other issue was that, in the end, Trent kicking out of everything was starting to get a little bit mm. much. Like I get, I get it, because obviously they said, oh yeah, Trent said he's going to retire if he doesn't win.
0: So they um, had to have him looking resilient in every situation where you thought he was out of it. But I know what you mean. Could have had Tyler kick out of like at least one of those kind of big finishes where you thought it was over.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if Claydon's the whole narrative of Trent fighting for his career. But yeah. What just, I'd
0: like have liked to seen is reverse slightly. So whilst Trent kicked out the majority of the finishes because it was his career essentially kind of at stake, I'd have liked to seen it reversed a little bit in that Tyler was close that one where it was two point nine and Tyler came and made save, but actually it was a desperation and, save by seven instead.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah, it's 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 it almost gives, it's like a bit more impact. Brent's career is Tyler's hands.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that would have been a cool to see. But aside from that, the, the match was faultless, really. Um, yeah, very good. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, didn't get, didn't get the turn that you thought. You've been saying for think, a while?
1: I think they're probably going to save that for when they lose the belts now.
0: You think that's still on the cards?
1: Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. Okay. There's the, a the few, few little bits. A few little bits. Tyler was like... Yeah? Showing like the mask was slipping.
0: <laughs> Where did Pretty Deadly go from here then for you?
1: Um, well, it's... I mean, the, based on what they announced the following week, which we'll get into shortly, it does seem like... Um, pretty deadly are going to be like on the back burner I I, I think they're going to they're going to end up coming back and challenging like take up some time away come back challenge um challenge Trent and Tyler might even take the belts back often
0: a bit of back and forth between
1: them uh, but I think that will probably be like maybe like six months down the line mm. they seem to they seem to like long title reigns in NXT UK rightly
0: so rightly um, so like unless the storyline really, I say, benefits from it, but it makes sense in storyline for it to almost be a kind of a hot shot back and forth between the two. Mm. People should be having long title reigns because it yeah it
1: devalues that being said, the title, not like, One thing I will say is with with this mustache mountain thing, and I I do still think the T's and Tyler and Trent it'd be quite good if um like the, the way to the way to kind of compare it is them. Winning the tag titles is like kind of like a a sort of impulsive decision. Kind of like when there's a couple that are going through problems and you like try for a baby.
0: I see. You, I see. You
1: think that's gonna be this, like this will fix to, all the problems? Yeah. Do you think so, that's gonna fix everything and it's not?
0: Mm.
1: Like they've won the tag titles. So now when it's like it'll get to a point where Tyler feels like he's carrying Trent through the through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's gonna turn on Trent.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh what were your highs and lows anyway? For, as if I need to ask for the uh,
0: fit. Um, pretty Daddy's Game Blouses. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that, that wasn't my high, but that's... Just I'd say really
1: that the main event for me was the high. Yeah, easily, without um, a doubt. Yeah. Um,
0: did I have a low? Actually, Something do you know what? The main event was fucking awesome. And at risk of choosing the same thing, I would choose uh, Amel's Vignette and Face okay. Turn. Yep,
1: really well, that was, that was really well shot. I almost picked that myself, to be honest.
0: Yeah, very captivating.
1: Really, really good. The fact, um, the fact that I was like, I'd started writing those, and I was like, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm too like, I got too drawn into it to yeah, write. Yeah. There's always a good thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, oh, my low Zay Brookside. side. I, am not buying into it. I'm tired of it already. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, I'll, I'll do that as my low. It was either going to be that or Kenny Williams. Just, uh,
1: yeah. me. I,
0: I get it. You're a scumbag. Just, ugh, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll say Zyrebrook's side. It didn't okay. look for
1: me. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much down with that. Yeah. And I can, I can back that up.
0: Nice. Cool. Okay. In that case, let's move on to this past week's just gone uh, episode of NXT UK from the 16th of December. So the show kicks off with uh, Joe Coffey versus Charlie Dempsey. Um, this is, I feel, leading into a series of matches between various members of each faction. But it's always nice to see Charlie Dempsey wrestling. Um, did you hear the Willy Wonka chants in the crowd for this? Yeah. yeah I <laughs> I hadn't cottoned onto it. And this is another one that I was sat at, like watching there. I couldn't quite get what they were saying. I was like, Ah, uh, yeah. I've never seen the Willy Wonka resemblance before. Now it's all I can think of. I mean, he doesn't yeah. help himself that he wears the purple trunks either. <laughs>
1: he'll, he'll do what his dad did and just get heat for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the match itself, um, Dempsey obviously with his, his technical work and Coffee doesn't really seem to have an answer for it. He um, eventually manages to switch momentum, uh, hits a crossbody um coffee tries coffee tries to then uh, beat him at his own game kind of using some some technical uh kind of holes and stuff like that Dempsey matches him kind of move for move almost um uh, which leads to coffee eventually reverting to his kind of power game throw some heavy punches um Dempsey responds back with exactly the same shows he can kind of go toe to toe um he flips coffee back first into the corner um back first into the corner with a really nasty landing. Um, and he shows some good strength, hits a gut wrench suplex in the corner, um, locks in a hammer lock, lays in a load more punches. So, mixing up that style, of technical and kind of heavy hitting. Um, and I'm not sure at what point it happened, but Coffee managed to get his nose kind of busted up and there was, was a bit of blood there. And then Dempsey plays into that uh, as he's up on Coffee's shoulders and kind of rakes at his nose, which allows him to continue that attack on the nose whilst Coffee kind of lands down on the mat. Um, but yeah, I don't know when that happened. Didn't look nice. There was then a big exchange of forearms, uh, loads of open palm strikes as well in the middle of the ring. And Dempsey eval- uh, eventually uh, manages uh, to down him with uh, a big lariat. Coffee then hits uh, a springboard crossbody, uh, hurts his hand on the way down, it's heavily strapped up. Uh, they keep playing into that as well. I mentioned that on commentary. Um, but he follows over the Glasgow send-off. We then get Teoman and Raja come out, and as do the other two members of Gallus, Dempsey uses the distraction to lock in a dragon sleeper on coffee who doesn't tap out but passes out. Um, this wasn't a bad match at all.
1: No, I really enjoyed this match. Big win for uh, Dempsey as well. It feels it feels like, especially given um, the tag team tournament that they're going to announce shortly on the show, yeah. that Dempsey's the guy they kind of position as like the breakout star of that group. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and he he looks he, he looks like he's been doing this for a lot lot longer than he has. Mm. Definitely very wise beyond his years. That's it. Uh
0: speaking of that, uh, tag team tournament, uh, we now get a little video package. Uh Siskala announcing that tournament for a new number one contender for the tag team titles. Um that'll take place over the coming weeks. Um I can't remember who's in it or if they announced a match for it, but what's... um
1: they announced one was Stars and Master first of family All oh, right, yeah and the other was Smith and Carter
0: against uh, the uh, Symbiosis that's it because so there's a Symbiosis vignette later on which yeah. we'll get on to and um say again
1: and the Smith and Carter one. yeah
0: way. yeah I imagine that's going to be a thing over the next couple of weeks seeing a couple of these little vignettes all the teams involved in this uh, this mini tournament um Speaking of vignettes, I really, really, really enjoyed this next one. Um, we get uh, the Irish ace Jordan Devlin, um, just kind of talking through his daily, his life and his daily routine, and we get this kind of over the shoulder shot, shot of him looking
1: out. Of American Psycho vibes, really? Because of like the well, because the mask, and like yeah. talking about like his exercise regime, and it's like yeah, yeah, that that's literally like the opening scene of American Psycho.
0: He's like, sometimes I'll do this, other days I might do that. He had the kind of was doing his stretches, had the ice pack over his eyes, and stood on the balcony with his his glass and drinking that. And really beautifully shot. And we see him sat in the open top car, kind of like driving through what I assume is the, the Irish countryside, um, saying, like, oh, you know, I'd like to drive with the top down. I like the way that the, the wind like flows from my hair and stuff. It's fantastic, really, really well shot. Um, and then there's a kind of the the, the parting shot. Um where he's surrounded by fans that are trying to get his autograph and stuff like that. And he says, the difference is that Dragunov needs the love and approval of the fans, but all that Jordan Devlin needs, all I need is myself. Um, and then we go back to the shot, the over the shoulder of him with the glass and the balcony, and he just kind of like dashes the drink out, and struts off past. Um, that was awesome though. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Really well shot. Um, we then get a mustache mountain in ring promo. Um, this really confused... Again, this was part of the tapings I was at. Um, and there was a few things in here that he said where he kind of says, you know, Merry Christmas and stuff. And I was like, hey, but Christmas is ages off. And then it threw me as to kind of when they were going to eventually broadcast yeah. this out. Uh, but this was quite cool. Um, Trent said that basically he, he needed that. Needed that win. Needed those belts. Uh, the last 18 months have been wild, but they're back. And now they're champs. Um. He did say that there was a part of him that thought, what happens if they don't win? But now that they have them, he doesn't want to lose them. Um, But he does keep questioning, where does he go if they don't have the belts? He says he doesn't know how long he has left. But as long as he has the titles, uh, as long as him and Tyler... Sorry, as long as he has the titles and as long as he has Tyler, he'll keep going. He said it's been a slog to get to the top of the mountain.
1: (laughs) he's there
0: (laughs) With the help of the fans. Um... And all of the people backstage, it was a really nice nod to everyone that's kind of worked on it, not just the fans. But he said, but thanks to everyone. They're the first team to hold NXT and NXT UK uh, tag team gold. Um, They then list off all all of Tyler's accomplishments, uh, which are all correct. And then, yeah, as I say, thanks everyone for making it possible, sticking through them throughout the pandemic. Uh, But yeah, I, I picked up on that little, as long as I have Tyler, I'll keep going line. That's that's the, the scene, is
1: not it? The fact as well, that trend always goes. I need this, and then has to correct it. Like we need this, we need this. Like, I see
0: what they're doing. Oh, I get what they're you're doing.
1: They're they're gonna make it out that Tyler's gonna think that Trump was being self-censored, like trying to strap like ride his coattail sort of thing, and
0: yeah,
1: Tyler's gonna tear him. It's gonna be horrible.
0: because
1: oh. you can't you can't heel trend seven, really, can you?
0: Nah. And then hopefully we'll get a trilogy a la Champer and Gargano.
1: I'll do a UK Takeover first, wouldn't
0: oh. Give us a UK Takeover, you fucking cowards. Do it. Do it.
1: Go Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they do it at BT Sports. And it's yeah. just it's just the tapings, but it's nicer. Because it's It's tapings, live. but it's
0: nicer. Well, like they did... Well, I say that. Like, they did the... Give
1: it a bit of a lick of paint.
0: Yeah. give Like, give it a name. Like they did with that NXT prelude, like, it wasn't anything special, but just put a name on it. Give us like a marquee match that you would probably give us a takeover, but you're not going to do a takeover. but Make it fancy.
1: Do it like when AEW do like the, like the names. Winter is Coming or fucking
0: Road Rager or something like that. Where
1: it's, it's, it's going to make, it's going to mean that it's going to be a bigger show than what it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just a a Bang Average dynamite or whatever.
0: That's it. Um, yeah, speaking of tag teams and vignettes and number one contenders, we then get uh, a quick Smith and Carter promo. And then we get the announcement of Mako Satomura versus Blair Davenport, which will take place in three weeks time. I say looking forward to that, seen it, but it's good. You'll enjoy it. Um, then the next, you what? I should hope so. No no spoilers though, no spoilers. No,
1: don't, don't do that.
0: then we get um kenny williams versus friend of the podcast danny jones top top lad um he's already in the ring danny jones and kenny williams comes down and basically tells him to get out of his ring um he wants mark andrews uh, mark andrews isn't there so instead he gets danny jones who from the off maintains risk control always important Always, Always got important. to maintain risk control. Always got oh. to maintain risk control. <laughs> um, just one. Just a one. one. Yeah. Don't you forget. Uh, Jones shows his uh, power and size advantage uh, until Williams puts him down with a chop block. And Jones fights his way back in with a big right hand, uh, launches Williams into either corner of the ring. Um, he then goes to drop the leg again. Williams goes to drop Jones's leg again, um, which he does. And then he hits two bad lucks for the win. It was, it was over fairly quickly. It was typical Kenny Williams kind of shitbag fashion. Um, Jones looked decent. He's a, a big, powerful lad. I'd like to see more of him. Uh, we saw him at the TNT show a few months back. Uh, he but he was part of a tag team, wasn't he? Who was the other guy? Greedy Souls. Him? That was it?
1: Greedy Souls, they were called.
0: Greedy Souls, that's it.
1: Um, I can't remember this tag team partner's name. I, I do <laughs> apologise, but...
0: Yeah he's, yeah, he's good. Um, this was, again, they're not really to do anything for Jones, but more so to just kind of continue this Williams going after um, Andrews calling him out. Yeah. Which I don't know when we'll get because Andrews is Sorry out with it. a shoulder injury. So unless they've already pre-recorded that match and then they use that as the way to write him out. I don't know.
1: I don't know because the other, well, I suppose he could have, Were you at the Kenny Williams and Daddy Jones, you weren't were you? No. I was going to say that they could have done it where they'd done that match, Andrews got hurt in that match, and then Williams um, did that match and then did the attack angle after. Mm. But, I don't Because he he goes up to the camera, doesn't he? He says, I'm going to go find Mark Andrews now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, of we, course, yeah, because we get that. Then I totally then when forgot, we go we do,
1: backstage, we do get like, that oh,
0: vignette. Somebody had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Just before that, there's a, a symbiosis vignette and they say it's a new year, a new beginning, and they're going to return to to lead the pack. This was really nicely shot. They've got them beyond that kind of like caged wall thing. Um What I really liked about this is that usually in, in the symbiosis vignettes, you've got like T-Bone and Primate kind of like Quite loud and aggressive, and and visually kind of quite stirred up. Whereas in this, they were really subdued and they spoke quite quietly and kind of quite calculated and played into he that
1: said as well. They've got like a new voice, didn't he? Mm.
0: Yeah, like he's like, oh, somebody
1: else has got a new voice.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see them be the first challenges. If I'm honest, I really like them. I I've a lot got of a them.
1: feeling it's going to be the family.
0: I think it will. I'd like it to be symbiosis. I think they
1: it seems to be family. getting really behind them. Yeah, but then. Interestingly, because Gallus weren't in that um, tournament, there is every possibility that they could cost their family without without hurting them too much.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, we then get an announcement for the holiday special episode uh, for, well, this week at time of recording. Um, and then, yeah, the aforementioned backstage bit where Kenny Williams managed to find Mark Andrews. Uh, he's battered him and... I assume that's how they've written him off now because he's he is out for surgery. Isn't well, he,
1: sh- he shouts he needs a doctor, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, that's that. So yeah. I, that's all three members of Subculture out now through like legitimate injury. Mm-hmm. Shit!
1: What was it that Andrews has done? It looks like he broke his collarbone on that pitch. Um, in.
0: I think it was his collarbone. He did put it up on his Instagram, didn't he? Um, hmm. What did he say? It was a
1: pitch picture he put, like yeah, the actual. I
0: don't know if he put what it was. He just said, "They say Bad Luck comes in three. Subculture is officially sidelined, gutted. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to assume it's a collarbone. I mean, he's got the ice pack up on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I think it is a collarbone. I mean, it looks nasty. There's yeah, there's a full break there. Yeah, not nice at all. Um, yeah, speedy to him and well, all three members of Subculture because yeah shit it is it is anywho we will move on to the main event which is mm-hmm. uh, the heritage cup rules match to determine the number one contender between nathan fraser and friend of the podcast a kid top top lad top shagger, um, a kid uh round number one pretty much a stalemate uh akid looks the stronger of the two obviously being the more experienced in this type of match um, he keeps an arm bar locked in for the longest time uh, transitions into uh, wrist lock as well maintains wrist control always important always um, important to the last wrist- <laughs> the last 20 seconds of the match were a fairly kind of fast exchange of offence um, but it does eventually end in a draw for the first round at the second round Frazier hits a, a lightning fast drop kick to the injured ribs of Aked um, pace quickens up a bit more in this loads of exchanges of, of takedowns and counters um, we then get a couple of pinning combinations which play into that. Fraser manages to reverse one of those and pick up the first pinfall with about a minute left on the clock. Round three, Aikid comes out looking Even that, frustrated.
1: We were talking about like um Nathan Fraser. Even that, he looked like he didn't believe he just pinned Aiken. Yeah. Like you yeah. like
0: he looked like one of those like when you get an enhancement talent or a job or whatever you want to call them. And they pick yep. up a surprise thing. And it's like, oh, I can't believe I've done that I'm Like, well, Yeah. But you're, you're really good. They, they tell yeah. us every week that you're really good. So why are you acting surprised you've managed to get a, a pin in this? It's yeah, just it's really, really odd. doesn't make any really
1: sense. It really makes sense. You no.
0: Know? Um, round three, a kid comes out, uh, fast, furious, looking really frustrated. Um, he tries to keep Frazier grounded uh, with waist and wrist locks. Uh, they spoke about that in some of the kind of promos and vignettes beforehand in that, yes, he's aware that Nathan Frazier is really quick. But AKED says it's more about timing and that's how he's going to beat him. Um, so, yeah, he tries to keep him grounded with with wrist and waist locks. Uh, Frazier looks a lot more focused and in control Um when he does eventually kind of like, you know, turn things around. Uh, 30 mm-hmm. seconds left. Both men then just start to slug it out in the middle of the ring. Aikid lands his, his big leaping kick and gets a two count. Immediately locks in the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, but Frazier manages to keep strong with a few seconds left on the clock to see out the round. So it's still 1-0 to Frazier.
1: Aikid, the fucking
0: spicy man. Spicy, spicy. Uh, round four. Uh, Akid goes again for a sleeper, uh, which he tried in a uh, previous round. Uh, Fraser manages to hit a shotgun drop kick, uh, misses a frog splash, hits a sling blade and a corkscrew suplex for two. Uh, Akid then tries again for a sleeper. Fraser looks to be out, um, slumps to his knees. Akid releases that, comes off the ropes, hits his leaping kick. But again, Fraser manages to block that, slides underneath and locks in a Boston Crab submission. Uh, he manages to roll out of that. That was a really nice exchange of moves. Fraser then goes for his like springboard kind of dive back off the middle rope again. A Kid has telegraphed at this time, plays into his whole kind of I know you're quick, it's all about timing, manages to time the evade. And A-Kid then slides under the apron, uh sorry, underneath him and down onto the apron hits a German release. That was which incredible. Is really good. Really, really good.
1: Fucking amazing.
0: Uh, he immediately gets back in the ring after hitting that, then hits his leap. They call it in commentary a leaping super kick, which I kind of guess it is. Mm. I mean, yeah. they've got to come up with a name for it because it's his finisher. He uses it as a finisher. Um, but yeah, leaping super call kick. Shannon wizard. Sh- sh- yeah, sh- I guess. It's basically a Shannon wizard. Isn't it? F- flying wizard. There you go. Spanish wizard the spanish wizard um but yeah he hits that and he makes it one apiece which takes us into the fifth round akid flies out of the gate uh with a kick straight into the corner um before fraser's even managed to get out the starting blocks uh, and then follows that up with a fisherman suplex for two Fraseland lands a super kick right under the jaw of akid for two that looked vicious uh, akid then meets fraser up top on The turnbuckle, uh, with a leaping kick, he then slips under, hits a huge leaping drop kick, uh, to Akid, who's still on top. Turnbuckle Frazier then gets up again to meet him, hits a fallaway slam for two. Uh, Akid then locks in the armbar, uh, transitions into the Uma Plata, and Frazier verbally taps out to give Akid the win. Makes it two one
1: as he was locking it in, he was fucking decking his shoulder. Yeah, he was put like the sound off. It was horrible as well. <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, like characters changing before with the Mel, weren't we? Yeah. He was showing a few shades of grey. I, I, I was
0: going to say, I knew you were going to go there. Without, a lot was more
1: aggressive than normal. Hmm.
0: There was a bit where he just proper slapped Fraser as well. Kind of like almost that, a character. It was like one of those like, fuck you, sort of defiant slaps. Like it may have been like, in the second or third round or something. I think it was after the pin. Like after well, he was the obviously picks, frustrated because he went one down. Yeah, which is kind of out of character, as you say, like kind of shades of grey there. I don't see them turning him heel anytime soon. I don't soon. think they're going to
1: turn him heel, but I, I feel...
0: It's nice to I see know, those little if, moments.
1: If he dethrones Dar, I wouldn't be surprised if he turned heel after the fact. Mm. Because otherwise, we're just getting the exact same one that Ake had had.
0: Yeah, when first was- time round, yeah, 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 I agree. Oh. Um, that was a top match, though. Quality, it's always nice to see Heritage cup matches, always something a bit different, something refreshing, uh, and new. Always nice um, to see a Good, say again,
1: always nice to see a kid.
0: always, always, always. Uh, what were your highs and lows from that episode?
1: Um, my high was Dempsey versus Joe Coffee. nice. I I just love Charlie Dempsey. He's really entertaining. He's yeah, yeah. he's just so different to anything else, obviously, because he is like a throwback. Mm. Um but I feel like he's got the kind of style where he can have like a good match with anybody. Mm. And also anybody with anybody type. Like we've seen him against Josh Morell, who's a bit more of like a high flyer. We've seen him against um Danny Jones, who's much bigger, mm-hmm. and we've seen him now against Joe Coffey, who again is like a much like broader, thicker guy. Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: mix it up with and,
1: anyone. Yeah, and every match he kind of like changed the style just just slightly to mm-hmm. kind of like adapt to it. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think he's a star in the making, isn't he? He's yeah. someone. He's someone I wouldn't be surprised if he was like the NXT UK champion in, a, in like a year or so. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think I think it's inevitable he's going to win the Heritage Cup. Off, I was going to say
0: uh, I'd love to see him as Heritage
1: Cup I, champion. I get, I get the impression A kid's probably going to win it off Dar. And, and Dempsey then will beat Dar for it. Lose, Sorry.
0: Dempsey will maybe be. Maybe lose it to Dempsey
1: almost immediately. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's why they're making Dempsey look strong as hell by like having to beat someone, especially mm. beat someone like Joe Coffee, who they really protect for some reason. Like,
0: I still don't seems, quite get why. He, he
1: seems goes. to be one of those guys that you just really want to keep up and, like, as that like kind of elder statesman of NXT UK it's, and it's, like,
0: it's almost like if they suddenly run out of ideas who to throw into the title picture they go we've kept, Coffee, we've kept Joe we yeah, and it's can always like, slot into that picture
1: it's like what they do with Randy Orton on the main roster where they always keep him looking strong so yeah. they can just if they need him they can just go there you go
0: it's like a, re- a reliable kind of yeah. hand in that yeah
1: I guess just fair enough
0: if, if there's no one else they see yeah, I mean, in he's that not, type of vein he's not a terrible he's not a wrestler, terrible wrestler
1: he. he's just no. not a bit Boring for me, like mm,
0: mm.
1: his matches are always very much the it's same serviceable, yeah,
0: but nothing to shout about.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I thought this match, I thought the team both guys had really good chemistry as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did
0: I have, a, have low? a low? Um,
1: no, I don't think I did actually.
0: No, um, I didn't have a low either, to be honest. So it's always difficult to pull out a low from NXT UK. Um, I loved Coffee and Dempsey. Uh, I agree. Really good chemistry. Um, the Heritage Cup match, as I say, always good to see them. It was a really good match. I think they're a really good pairing. Uh, but my high is going to be the Jordan Devlin vignette. Again, much of the same reason I liked the Gallus vignette from... The previous weeks, although that wasn't a high, I just think it was really well shot. I think it gives a bit more character development to Devlin as well. Um, and I'm really, really hey, there, excited there for his match against Dragon Off. Yeah, 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 really, really, really excited for his match. Yeah, there, yeah,
1: All right so that, a,
0: that
1: was two weeks' worth of NXT UK. There you go, in the I'm bug, spoiling you.
0: Bumper um, edition,
1: yeah, probably uncover the Christmas special, but we we'll, might be back for the week after maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll chuck the Christmas special in with, with next week's review, I reckon. Yeah. So you get you get another double header.
1: Yeah. Another double header.
0: That's it. Cool. Um, if you don't cool. already, give us a follow on our social media: Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, we will catch you fairly soon as I say we'll do another probably double header um, in a week or so's time check out all of our other bits and pieces uh, but until then have a really really good Christmas and all the best bye Bye.
1: hello yes Dan Housen here Dan Housen has been summing you must love this podcast Housing the Untitled Wrestling Podcast Housen <laughs>